FM in Irvine. And standing by is Sky Bergman. She's a filmmaker, professor of photography and video at Cal Poly State University. And she's here to talk to us about the film Lives Well Lived. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. I had heard about you online. I don't remember if it was LinkedIn or wherever, um, but when I heard about your film, I thought, oh, I have to have her on my show. First of all, the image uh, for the film. It's your grandmother. Absolutely. Yes. She was definitely my role model and and my hero. So I feel really lucky. She lived to be 103. And I feel lucky that I was old enough to really appreciate her in a very different way than I did when I was a kid. And it's so amazing that you were able to capture this because this is a treasure, this time with her, the stories, what unfolded. You want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So I um, started the film. Well, I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. My grandmother and I love to cook in the kitchen together ever since I was a kid. She's a, was Italian. And um, as she came out to visit me for the first time when she was 96, she lived in Florida and I live in California. And for the next four summers, she spent the month of August with me, Aww. which was such a delight. And we Love would that. cook together. And I realized she never wrote a recipe down like any good cook. They never <laughs> write anything down. And I thought, well, if I want to capture her essence, then I need to film her cooking. Yes. That's yes. really what I need to do to capture all these recipes and really to capture a little bit of who she was. And so I started filming her. I'd never done any video before. This was my first foray into video. And then when she was turning 100, I went back with her. Um, to Florida because she was having a big birthday party and she was still working out at the gym. She, by the way, did not start working out until she was 80. So it is never too late to start something, (laughs) including working out at the gym. And I I thought, oh my God, I better film this because, you know, she really inspired me to keep moving. And she had a phrase, move it or lose it. And I would think of her on her exercise bike when I didn't want to exercise. I think I would lose it. Let's go. (laughs) Exactly. And I was, um, you know, I was approaching 50, which I think that half century mark is a big mark um, in our lives. Mm -hmm. At least it was in mine. And looking at um, wanting positive role models for aging. And really they weren't out there. What I was seeing was a lot of ads for anti-aging this and anti-aging that. And the movies and, and videos that I saw about aging were all pretty negative stereotypes about the frailty of what happens when you age. And that is not what I saw in my grandparents. And so I came back from the trip where I filmed my grandmother at the gym and I put together a little one minute video clip and I thought, I want to find other people out there like her. And this is going to be my next project. And I sent an email blast out to all my friends, family, and all the alum that I've taught over the years. And I said, here's this little one minute clip of my grandmother. And if you have somebody like her in your life, please nominate them for this project. I didn't know I was doing a film at that point. Okay. And I was inundated by such heartwarming nominations. And then the rest is history. I spent four years interviewing 40 people that were 75 and older with a collective life experience of 3000 years. Whoa. And at some point along the way, I realized I was going to make it a feature film and, and have been working on things from it ever since. <laughs> That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, it's been very well received, by the way. Um, where have people been able to watch it? 
Well, it was, um, it, I was lucky that it was distributed at a time when there were still film festivals going on in person. And so we did a great film festival right. run. We won eight awards and then it was amazing. picked up for a theatrical run. We're a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is amazing. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and thank you. And now um, PBS picked it up. So it's available on PBS, on Amazon, on iTunes and on DVD. So we're, it's pretty nice. It's widely available now. I felt that when I was watching the film, it had so many beautiful stories and messages. I love somebody was talking about never stop learning. Uh, they were a very curious person and creative person. And I feel like certain things, certain themes were popping up in the film. Were there surprises for you? Well, I think the biggest surprise for me was I think there were three common elements amongst everyone in the film. And the, the most surprising maybe, or the one that I've taken in the most is that everyone, the people in my film all had a sense of purpose and we all need to feel like we have that sense of purpose as we move forward. And I think that's true no matter what age we are. I think that right. when I'm fine, if I look back in my life, when I feel like I've been floundering, it was probably because I didn't feel like I had a sense of purpose. If I can, you know, look back on on my life in that way, and I think that particularly as we age and we are all um, conditioned to think that we're going to go in these golden years and we're going to retire, but if we haven't made a plan for what we're going to do, it's it really doesn't work out all that well. So it's it's right. still having that sense of purpose and staying engaged. And I think the second thing was that people that I interviewed, um, the commonality that they had was that they all had a good support system, whether it was family or friends, and it didn't necessarily have to be family, but yeah. they, weren't, they weren't isolated and they really felt like they had people they could call on. And then, you know, I think lastly, and this is a bit of a cliche, but there's a reason for it. They were all people that had a very positive attitude. They learned to see life as the glass is half full rather than half empty. And, you know, I'm often reminded of one of the people in the film, Evie Justison talks about having read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, his book, which is mm -hmm. seminal in her life. And what she took away from that was that there are many times in our life that we can't control the things that are happening around us. Like for instance, this pandemic, right. but what we can control is our attitude about how we deal with those things. And I think that all the people in the film went through some traumatic experience in their life, but it's a matter of how they framed it and how they were able to move through it. That really made mm -hmm. a difference and made them positive people. It's funny you mentioned uh, certain things we can control, certain things we cannot. I always think how definitely our thoughts and our behaviors. So the choices you make, you know, when things are really down, like for me, I just signed up for tennis lessons four months ago. And I, I feel like I'm in high school again. I'm having the best time. And, and when I was watching these, um, these people talk about their lives and things lifted them, I mean, the gentleman who would get up at four in the morning, be at the gym five to six, come back, make the mozzarella balls, you know, and he talks about, he was always really kind of like this and those patterns didn't go away and he's still doing it. Right. I mean, that's lucky Louie. And I think that whenever you talk to him, no matter how bad things are, he always finds a way to turn it around. So he's so lucky for mm -hmm. whatever situation he's in. And again, yes. I think that's a matter of reframing things. And I also think Marion Wolf, who's also in the film, um, talked about, at least to me, because we've, I've become, I feel like I have 40 new grandparents because I've become friends with all the people that were in my film. What a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. But she talked about how humor is so important sometimes to get through these tough times. And I think that that is, a, it's, life is a balance and having that bit of levity, I think really helps to balance the, the really tough 
times that we all go through for one reason or another. Right. There was also this very strong theme of creativity. The woman that, you know, is a dancer and the, the woman who's an artist. And I feel like these things can really lift, lift us up and keep us going. Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm an artist, so I don't know. I think that this, the film kind of skewed in that direction, probably because of my group of friends and the people that I reached out to. Mm -hmm. But I do think there might be something to having that creativity in our lives that really helps us have a a life that we feel is well lived and that we are, we continue to have something that we want to do and the next project. And I think that that, that really helps. And, you know, one of the things that I have read recently um, in a study was that people that have a positive attitude on general, live seven and a half years more than people that don't. I and believe so it. Not, nothing to do with exercise or diet, but that yeah. mental positive attitude is so vitally important. And I think maybe having some creativity in our lives because it gives us that sense of purpose and that thing that we really want to keep doing, all of that I think is wrapped together. Now, you know the name Mihai Csikszentmihalyi? No. Okay. He just passed away. I, I'm pretty sure he just passed away. He um, created the flow state, the idea of the flow state. And so I see you have a guitar, you know, you're, you're creative. So when we get into that, I call it that tunnel, the painting, playing guitar, piano, whatever it is, cooking, you get in that zone. That's the flow state. That's like your the ideal place to be, right? It's your mental vacation. And I think that's what I also saw in the film that people one woman talked about how she couldn't be more different from her husband. Well, she was a yogi, correct? Right. That was Emmy Cleves, who yeah. I think that what works for them is that they celebrate their differences and right. they really en- enjoy the, those differences that they then bring back to the relationship. And they each let he he's a pilot and she lets him do her his thing and she does her thing. And then they come back and their relationship is so much richer because yes. they bring those those things back to the relationship yes. for each other. It's just, it's a lesson in, as you get older, have hobbies, have things outside of work, stay off your phone. One gentleman said, oh, the cell phones, forget it. (laughs) It's it's true. Yeah, that that was Jesse Alexander. And I will tell you that he's a a very good friend of mine. And, um, and I've known him for many, many years. He's one of the few people in the film that I knew before I did the film. And um, I found myself as I was walking one time from the parking lot and looking at my phone and it was a beautiful day. And I heard him in my head saying, look at the beauty around you. And I really, it really does reframe for me thinking about, don't look at your phone when you're walking on a beautiful day, put it away, Mm -hmm. enjoy the moment. I mean, I think that's another kind of um, thread throughout the film is really learning to live in the moment and enjoy the moment more. And I think that we are so distracted by so many things that anything that we can do to remember to enjoy the moment and look at the beauty around us and be grateful in that moment, I think really makes our lives more full. Sure. You know, I also feel that the the film has great timing right now because we're in a mental health pandemic and all ages are affected. And even showing this to college students, right? I'm thinking great messages, people that are really feeling down and no direction and you know, I call it the grandparent effect, you know, when you, when you have this wonderful relationship, tell me what it's been like to show this to younger audiences. Yeah, well, that kind of is a great segue into what I've been working on since the film has been out. Um, My passion now has become creating intergenerational connections. And so we're working with high schools and universities across the country, where we show the film to older Mm -hmm. adults and to students, 
and then we pair them up um, to get to know each other. I had about 20 questions that I asked everyone in the film. So we use that as their starting point to, because I think the hardest thing when you're getting to know somebody is what questions do you ask right. and how do you start that conversation? So this gives people a framework and then they can go off from there. And then we do a big wrap party at the end of the, the quarter or semester where they talk about what they've learned. And one of the most heartwarming things um, that happened, this happened last spring, because we've transitioned to the virtual format like everyone else. So we okay. haven't, we've continued this project. Um, and one of the students said, this was the first new friend that they had made during the pandemic. Aww. And I just thought, how wonderful is that, that their first new friend is an older adult. Right. Who, and yes. you know, they, they realize that there are far more commonalities than differences. And I do feel like we're combating ageism, one stereotype and one connection at a time. And that ageism yes. goes in both directions. You know, So older people have some stereotypes about younger people and vice versa. Yes. But I think that those two groups in particular have been the most hit by the pandemic in terms of illness and mental, you know, stress. And so I think pairing those two groups up has been a really vital thing to do during this time, especially during this time. But this will be something that's an ongoing project. I'm working with PBS Learning Media to do something for K through 12 teachers so they can implement that in their classrooms as well. So love it's it. really become a passion of mine. <laughs> I love it. You'll have to keep me posted because I'd love to follow up and find out how it's going. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything else you'd like people to know about the film? Um, well, I think that, you know, if you watch the film, I hope that one of the things that you'll take away is to sit down and ask somebody in your life those questions mm -hmm. and to really um, take the time to connect because we always think we have the time. But when I ask people what their biggest regret was, the biggest regret was not asking questions of somebody that had passed away. And so on our website, the discussion guide is on the take action part of our website. You can download the discussion guide, which has all of the questions That's and um, use it. You know, I think Thanksgiving is coming up. That's a great time for reflection and for connecting with people and of different generations. And, you know, so feel free to use those questions because again, it just gives you a starting point and you can blame the questions on me. So, <laughs> you know, um, but it does, it is kind of a, a wonderful thing. And, and just as a, a quick aside, I had a, a student of mine that had worked with me on the film and he went on the, the photo shoot or the video shoot with Lucky Louie who is, if you see the film, he's just wonderful, robust, and, and really talks a lot. And I went out to lunch with this student afterwards, his name was James, and James said, wow, I didn't know that older people talk so much. And I, and I kind of laughed because I thought, well, you know, I had all these grandparents in my life and I had that connection, um, but he didn't. And he did have a grandfather that he, he really just hadn't had an in-depth conversation with. Mm -hmm. And it was right around Thanksgiving time. And I said, James, you're gonna take these questions that I just used with Lou and you're going to ask them of your grandfather. And Amazing. he came back from that trip grinning from ear to ear because Aww. he and his grandfather just didn't know where to start the conversation. And I think right. sometimes his grandfather was so delighted that he cared enough mm -hmm. to ask the questions that I think that that was, that opened up a floodgate for them. Beautiful. And, you know, I think that's a really good thing. And, and one of the things that I read in my research for the film was in the Huffington Post was that the last hundred years is the first time in human history that we've looked to anyone other than our elders for advice. And so whatever I can do to connect those generations, I feel the world is suffering as a result of not having that connection. So we're trying to bring that connection back, one story and one connection at a time. It's beautiful. It, it really uh, reminds people it's time to be compassionate and, and thoughtful, right? Absolutely. Um, 
and just have some empathy and take the time to connect in a time of great disconnect. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, where can people find out more about you? So people can go to our website for the film, which is lives-well-live.com. Or if you just Google Lives Well Lived, you'll see our website come up. Okay. And uh, my bio is on there and they can feel free to email me. I email everybody back that emails me. So I love getting emails and um, yeah, I'd love to connect. Fantastic. Sky, thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you. 